I do have another Mr. point Garrison. of order. This is a cover-up. Mr. Assassi? Mr. McKinnon? What a shame. What a shame. Cover-up. Mr. Barrett? Cover-up. No, it's a cover-up. I'm voting against Sir Cooper? I'm voting against this cover-up. What else do you call it? What else do you call it? The liberal-led Justice Committee does not want any answers on NSC. They have seen it all, and there's nothing to see. Nothing went wrong. All right? Cover-up. Yes, yeah, it's a cover-up. We're good with that, Okay. You know, and then I'm reading the paper this morning, and the latest headline on SNC is that former SNC Lavalin CEO approved the purchase of a $38 million yacht for the creepy, perverted son of Muammar Gaddafi. Just the latest little detail on the numerous alleged kickbacks that the uh, SNC, I guess, uh, those folks were alleged to have paid to guarantee contracts in Libya. Every day, just another gross headline. Another nothing-to-see-here excuse for the Trudeau liberals who literally refuse to allow any further investigation into a scandal that the opposition, I think, rightly calls a cover-up. And today before the budget, which is all they want you to talk about, and we will not because the story is still SNC, they for once and for all said, you know what, we're not talking about SNC because we want to talk about hate crimes, you know, because it's really relevant with what the topic at hand was. That's how the day started. I want to bring in someone who has been a part of this uh, investigation since the beginning, sitting on this Justice uh, Committee, Murray Rankin, NDP, former justice critic, uh, joining us now. Hello there. Hello. You were in the room today. Um, <laughs> characterize that, if you will, of what uh, of what happened for our listeners who may not know really what's going on. Uh, I mean, I thought your, your summary couldn't have been better. Uh, it was an effort to change the channel. You know, now we're going to talk about and have a national tour to discuss hate crimes. Well, then they want us to, that would be the talking point they wanted to leave the room with and uh, as part of the changing of the channel. But before they did that, they brought a motion forward that was approved by the liberal majority that said, you know, let's let's just put this this to bed. We, we don't need to go anymore here. Let's just say the study's over. So it's over. Even though the former attorney general didn't get to tell the, best, the rest of her story, the way that they brought Mr. Wernick back, the disgraced uh, clerk of the Privy Council, and even though we have not one, not two, but four people who've um, resigned over this, the highest public servant in the land, the chief advisor and longtime friend, Mr. Butts, for the prime minister, and two cabinet ministers have resigned. Now, they want to pretend there's nothing here. Canadians, they treat Canadians like we're stupid. There's obviously something here they're trying to cover up, and that's why we're trying to get Canadians' attention today. A lot of people, um, I know you're busy because it's budget day, but a lot of people are wondering, okay, well, what what more can we hear? And, And I tell them there's lots more that has been left unsaid, not to mention all the holes in the testimony. But really, what is it that Jody wilson Raybould could talk about that might raise a few more eyebrows? Well, what's interesting is I don't know, because she's told us at the committee and then subsequently in a statement that she made to her constituents that there's lots more here and that she wants to come back and tell Canadians what it is. So I obviously don't know until she's liberated by the prime minister with the gag order removed that, of course, only goes up 
only permits her to talk about things until she was removed from her role as attorney general, not why he might have left told what he might have told her when he kicked her out. I mean, we these are the sort of things she's anxious to tell the committee. The committee says, well, nothing here. We're going to not move. We're going to move on to something completely unrelated. And it was the most transparent amateur effort to change the channel that I've ever seen in my time since I became a member of parliament. It was actually comical if it wasn't so important. And why is it important? Because Canadians got to know we don't live in a country where politicians decide who goes, who gets charged with criminal offenses. Like that's basic criminal law. And, you know, it's shocking to me that they think that they can get away with this and, and people will forget. Well, it's amazing what you can do when you've got a majority government. And, and yeah. often, you know, it, it's really we go back to the liberal, you know, gas plant scandal. Really, the only reason we got accountability to some degree is because the opposition had a bit of power in that situation. But I think a lot of people are going to say, OK, Jody Wilson-Raybould may not be able to speak her whole truth, but certainly she could say something. She's running as a liberal. She's already campaigning. She's supporting this party. And at some point, I think a lot of people are going to say, well, how can you support a party that is telling us that there's nothing to see, that there's no cover up and they're essentially calling her a liar? Yeah, you're right. And that is very hard for me to understand as well. And I also admire a woman named Jane Philpott. Dr. Philpott and I worked on the very sensitive file, we didn't agree on everything, that involved physician-assisted dying, you may remember a Mm -hmm. couple of years ago. And I got to develop a real regard and respect for her. But when she resigned, what did she say? I'm resigning from cabinet because of my ethical obligations and constitutional issues. Yikes. Yeah. What is she talking about? And why can't we know? Well, that's that's the $64,000 question. Um, but what tools as opposition do you and the Conservatives have then to get this? I know that the Conservatives have talked about getting this in front of the Ethics Committee. Or right. how do you get this channel? And where the hell is the RCMP? Maria, I've got to ask, like, what are they doing? Well, you know, let's start with that, and I'll tell you the, uh, the, the possible tools. As for the RCMP, uh, five, I think, attorneys general from the Liberals, Conservatives, and NDP at the provincial level have all said that, uh, that the RCMP, they've written a letter to the RCMP saying this has to be investigated, probably on the basis of obstruction of justice mm-hmm. by, efforts, uh, by the efforts of people in the PMO. So, uh, yes, there, there needs to be an investigation, and for all I know, there's one going on right now. As for the tools, do you have details of that, or is that just is that what the the, the uh, secrets being whispered in Ottawa are in the corridors? Yeah. You know, it it is what people are talking about for sure, but I have no evidence that the RCMP, they never, and properly so, never disclose what they're investigating or not investigating. But we do know that a letter's been sent saying, hey, you should investigate it by very prominent people with uh, attorney general backgrounds. So perhaps they are, one hopes they are. And and, and I would signal that uh, if the prime minister's office have all gotten outside counsel, that might be... They've all lawyered up. They've all lawyered up at your expense and mine. They've got taxpayer-funded lawyers to give them a hand. Mm -hmm. So that's all good. But the other thing is that you mentioned the Ethics Committee. Yeah, they, they told they shut down the Justice Committee today, amateur hour, you know, ver- version 7.0 of Change the Channel, liberal style. <laughs> but now they've got and uh, they've got the possibility of a committee. We, we got the possibility of using the Ethics Committee. But I've also suggested to my colleagues uh, that we use the Foreign Affairs Committee because why? Mm. The, 
OECD is looking at Canada and wondering what we're doing. They said this in, because of our apparent lax way to deal with uh, bribery and fraud issues. Aren't you embarrassed as a Canadian? I know I am. I'm not very happy. I got to be honest. I'm not very happy to see my Canada go back uh, to headlines about corruption. Um, you know, that's not how I see my country. But the bottom no. line is, um, you know, Mr. Trudeau so far in his government has been able to, you know, it's almost like a whack-a-mole game where they're able to kind of stamp out each little accusation and allegation as it comes up. But again, at some point, uh, this story's not going away for them. <laughs> like, it's like they're sweeping this under the rug and I, all I have an image of this gigantic animal with its head and its tail and its couple of its paws under the rug that they kind of push under. They can't do it. First, they got the clerk of the Privy Council resigns. Then they have Jerry Butts. Then they have Jody Wilson-Raybo. Then they have Jane Philpott. Like, but there's nothing to see here. <laughs> yeah. They first said, you know, she's still in cabinet until she wasn't. Then it was completely false, you'll remember. Oh, then it wasn't. Mr. Trudeau said nothing here. And then they decided it was Scott Bryson's fault. She wouldn't have been shuffled out of the cabinet if Mr. Bryson hadn't resigned. They didn't, that didn't work too well. And now they use the cover-up that they've used. Like, Mr. Nixon didn't have Watergate. He didn't leave because of the crime. It was the cover-up. Cover, yeah. And this is what people got to know. They're trying to cover this up, and they hope like crazy that we will be all excited by their new budget or anything else they can do to change the channel. But I can assure you, we're not going to let that happen. We're going to use every tool we can. Each of those committees we're going to try to use, we're going to try to get this before the people of Canada in question period and elsewhere every day until they smarten up and let, and they think people don't care. They think that it's, old, it's just peachy keen for politicians to interfere with the criminal justice process. And we should just be happy to accept that because it's all about alleged jobs. Well, that <laughs> no, that, that line's not allowed on my show. Well, I'll have you back for certain on this and we will keep it in the headlines. Murray, thank you so much for joining us. You bet. That is uh, NDP former justice critic Murray Rankin joining us here on Point. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.